Falls. Good morning. This is Northern Light for Thursday, December 28th. I'm Monica Sandreski. Todd is off this week. The village and town of Lake George will get a $10 million downtown revitalization initiative grant. And what better time of year to receive the news than the holiday season, just two days after Christmas. Seems like Lake George was on the nice list this year. It's still the Christmas season elsewhere in the area, too. A film crew has been shooting a Hallmark-style movie in Lake Placid. The director wants to film two more here. I go to small towns and put the money from this budget back into the community. It's what I'm known to do on Long Island. Why not do it up here? We'd love to establish a, a Christmas film hub in Lake Placid. Also on the show, North Country Libraries are passing out care kits to folks who need them, complete with hand warmer soap and a hat and gloves. And we'll preview tonight's jazz show in North Creek. All of that and more is coming up on Northern Light. Stick with us. Support for Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio comes from Gray and Gray and Associates CPAs, an accounting and financial services firm in northern New York with offices in Canton, Potsdam, and Spring Hill, Florida, graycpas.com, and by the AdirondackExplorer.com and AdirondackAlmanac.com, presenting daily updated news on public policy, environmental issues, and local communities in the Adirondack Park. This is Northern Light. I'm Monica Sandreski. The village and town of Lake George are getting a big infusion of state cash. Governor Kathy Hochul announced yesterday that Lake George is the winner of the Capital Region's $10 million Downtown Revitalization Award. Kara Chapman has more. Hochul spoke to a packed room in the Fort William Henry Hotel and Conference Center's carriage house. The village and town pulled together, and this is what I love to see, a coordinated effort will receive a $10 million DRI grant. So congratulations. Newer rules allowed the two Lake Georges to jointly apply for the Downtown Revitalization Initiative funding. Village Mayor Ray Perry said the two communities spent about 18 months developing the application. And what better time of year to receive the news than the holiday season, just two days after Christmas. Seems like Lake George was on the nice list this year. According to the governor's office, the Lake George application focuses on, quote, improving the quality of life and sense of place of the Canada Street Corridor and adjacent waterfront. Hochul said the town and village applied for about 15 projects. Those aim to enhance tourist sites, create housing opportunities, and expand broadband capacity. They'll get narrowed down over the next several months through a strategic investment plan process. Once that happens, Hochul said the state will return to announce the priority projects. But then we want to get the shovels in the ground. I'm very impatient. I want this community to start seeing the fruits of all your labor. So uh, we'll be able to jumpstart a whole new era. 
Two other capital region communities will get $4.5 million New York Forward grants. Those are the villages of Schuylerville and Saratoga County and Hoosick Falls and Rensselaer County. The New York Forward program, now in its second round, was developed for smaller communities. The state's deficit is projected to be $4.3 billion next year and more than double that the following year. Asked by a reporter if the DRI and New York Forward money could instead go toward closing that gap, Hochul defended the investments. She said they pay dividends by making the communities more livable, attracting tourists, and generating revenue. There are other ways to close the gap or focus on that. You'll hear about it in my budget, but I'm not going to shortchange the communities of New York in the process. I'll continue making these investments because these communities matter, especially the smaller ones who don't get a lot of attention. They deserve our attention. Lake George is the $10 million capital region winner for the seventh round of the DRI. The winner for what the state considers the North Country region, which covers Clinton, Essex, Franklin, Hamilton, Jefferson, Lewis, and St. Lawrence counties, has yet to be announced. Kara Chapman, North Country Public Radio. The state attorney general's office is looking into the recent death of a Clinton County jail inmate. According to the Albany Times Union, 39-year-old Dustin Provost died earlier this month after being rushed to a hospital. His death is the second in two years involving an inmate at the Plattsburgh jail whose medical care may have been unnecessarily delayed or mishandled. The Times Union reports that the AG's office is examining the case and considering weathering to launch a formal investigation. The state's minimum wage for upstate counties, including those in the North Country, will increase to $15 per hour on January 1st. The base wage for home care aides will be $17.55 per hour. Governor Hochul's office says the increases are part of a multi-year plan to raise the minimum wage and index it to inflation. Minimum wage employees who do not see increases reflected in their paychecks can file complaints with the State Department of Labor. A Washington County man is accused of recklessly firing a gun in a Putnam home Tuesday evening. State police say 31-year-old Dustin T. St. Andrews of Putnam retrieved and fired a long gun during an argument. They say he also threatened to kill two people in the home and responding officers. No one was injured. Police say St. Andrews could not legally possess a gun due to a previous previous felony conviction. Police charged him with third-degree criminal possession of a weapon and two counts of first-degree reckless endangerment. St. Andrews was turned over to the uh, Washington County Jail to await arraignment. The gun he allegedly used was recovered and seized. Keep up with news from NCPR throughout the day at our website, ncpr.org. We're going to take a moment to remember a true North Country character. Isis Melhado died at her home outside Canton yesterday. She was 98 years old. She was a longtime resident of St. Lawrence County and spent many years in Rossi. Melhado was a master weaver, a lover of horses, and an avid gardener. Back in 2012, reporter Natasha Haverty recorded Melhado while she planted onions in her garden, capturing some of her pioneering spirit in her trademark wit. Melhado planted her vegetables by the phases of the moon. Uh, okay. Are you sure that doesn't pick up grunts and groans? And Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. Did it pick up swearing? It automatically deletes that. It beeps off. Beep. Yeah, I'm Isis. 
and um, we're now putting onions sets in. Well, the moon is just beginning to wane. It was full two nights ago. Like carrot seeds and beet seeds and parsnips and turnips that go down into the ground, we plant those when the moon is waning. And when we plant things that go up, peas and beans and broccoli and cabbage that go grow up, the vegetables are up above the ground, we plant those when the moon is waxing. Now we have two or three different kinds of onions here. One is a red onion. One is a white onion. They're very sweet, all of them. You can just eat them the way they are without even... Ooh, it's just wonderful. And they're huge. They become absolutely huge in the late summer. I think this ground, this earth is really very rich. It was a farm before, a dairy farm, so it started out being good. And then each year I've been doing a lot of putting compost and manure and stuff on I'm trying to make a row that is, is even so that it's pretty. You know that a vegetable garden can be as pretty as a flower garden. And they're all in bloom and producing vegetables. They're so beautiful. Now, there's a row here for you. Okay. Not that I'm trying to interrupt your <laughs> profession. But we can't shirk your work. Shirk your work. That was Isis Malhado, recorded by Natasha Haverty in 2012. Malhado died yesterday at the age of 98. You're listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. It's about 10 after 8. Good morning. I'm Monica Sandresky. So glad you could join us. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll get a preview of tonight's jazz concert in uh, in North Creek at the Tannery Pond Community Center. It's a North Country jazz project, and we've got a little bit of music from them coming up in just a few minutes right here on Northern Light, which is supported by St. Lawrence Health, whose affiliation is Rochester Regional Health means more patient access to specialty care, stlawrencehealthsystem.org. And by Cronin's Golf Resort, a regional destination for golf, dining, and lodging in the Southern Adirondacks. Details at Cronin'sGolfResort.com. Music now by Dan Bergeron out of Boston Spa.
libraries are increasingly more than just a place to get books. They offer story hours, gathering spaces, Wi-Fi, and public computers. Last week, libraries across the North Country started offering something else, free care kits for people in need. Anna Williams-Bergen reports. There aren't a lot of spaces that don't cost money to be in, where you can hang out as long as you want, and where you can use Wi-Fi and computers for free. Increasingly, libraries are becoming a hub for people who may not have a home or are living on low incomes. And that's a trend that North Country librarians have noticed. They were seeing a big increase in unhoused people using the library just to stay warm in the winter um, and wishing that they could offer something to give them some comfort, um, something to make them feel cared for, just something to lift them up a little bit. Katie St. Laurent is the Youth Services and Outreach Consultant for the North Country Library System. She's part of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee that came up with a new program, Care Kits, which are now available for free in all 66 libraries in the North Country. They are just a plain single color string backpack is what they look like. So they're very inconspicuous. Each kit comes packed with a bunch of basic goods, a hat and gloves, chemical hand warmers, and toiletries like soap, a shaving kit, and period products. Because libraries are also trusted messengers in the community, we could also package these kits with some information. Each kit also comes with a laminated wallet-sized card with some county-specific resources to refer people to some other agencies and helpers that might be nearby them. The kits are for whoever needs them. There are flyers about the program in the libraries and around North Country communities. If you ask for a care kit, St. Laurent says that library staff won't ask you any invasive questions. These kits come with zero judgment. You can walk into any library in the North Country, walk up to the cert desk and say, can I have a care kit? And the person is going to give you a care kit with absolutely no judgment and wish you a nice day. You can even request one if you know someone who's in need. St. Laurent says it's all part of trying to make the library a space for everyone. Anna Williams-Bergen, North Country Public Radio. If you'd like to donate money or supplies to help provide care kits, there is a link on our website, ncpr.org. Most of the month of December, a film crew was shooting a Hallmark-style Christmas movie in and around Lake Placid. Local residents have acted as extras and crew members and caterers. Amy Fireisel visited the set and sent back this behind-the-scenes audio postcard. The Interlochen Inn in downtown Lake Placid is a historic hotel. All wood paneling and high tin ceilings and early 20th century furniture. But for today, it's a movie set. Who's going to see him first? What's the lines? Do we have a script? I need a script. In the great room, filled with leather couches and a crackling fire, the film crew is blocking out the shots for their next scene. The film's writer and director, Candace Kane, has two crew members stand in for actors. Gavin, perfect. You're going to be Jason. She and Kevin Yee, the director of photography, are figuring out the shots. So you have a choice. Yep. Kev. And he comes in and he like looks around and he sees so if they, and they, they lock eyes there. Keen stands in for one of the movie's characters, Danny, the villainous ex-husband. If he, go, if he cross, well, 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 
if it isn't my best friend and my ex-wife. Once things are roughed out, the crew starts moving in lights and cameras and equipment. Big dolly job. The director, Candace Kane, is cutting checks. Does anybody have a pen? Never mind, I got one. Self-sufficient. And approving photos and answering questions. Or not. Oh my God, what? Sorry, I'm sorry. What? Kane is the CEO of Jamelli Films, and for her Christmas movies, she goes by Candy. Candy Kane. A Jar Full of Christmas is her 17th movie. She hopes it'll sell to a network like Hallmark or Lifetime. It's a very sweet and romantic, Hallmark-style, and more, more rom than calm Christmas movie. This is Kane's first time filming in the Adirondacks, and they've filmed everywhere from the Whiteface Lodge to the Saranac Lake Civic Center ice rink to the forestry cabin at Paul Smith's. Kane has been thrilled with the snow. Honestly, God has been like, oh, you guys need some snow? Okay, let me shake my box a little. Honestly, the days we were shooting outside, it looked like the inside of a snow globe. They've been really lucky. They got two early season snowstorms to play with. And Kane says all that real snow will have a real impact on the production value of the movie. It's what I needed because the biggest complaint that I have had about my movies is there's not enough snow. There's not enough snow. We just did a movie called Royal Runaways, and I brought it to buyers. We have a wedding in the snow. We have a snowball fight. There's not enough snow. It's gone so well that Kane has rescheduled her winter and plans to shoot at least two more Christmas movies in the Adirondacks. One will actually be set entirely at the Interlochen Inn. And it's going to be a Christmas comedy mystery, kind of like Clue. But for Christmas... Kane says she prefers to film far from typical shooting locales. I go to small towns and put the money from this budget back into the community. It's what I'm known to do on Long Island. Why not do it up here? We'd love to establish a, a Christmas film hub in Lake Placid. Our interview actually ends when the local caterer shows up with lunch. 25-year-old Gemma Fielder lives in Saranac Lake and owns Jam Dots with her fiancé Nick. So where does this rank in terms of biggest jobs that you've done? The biggest. The biggest. Fielder says it's been fun to catch glimpses of the shoot each day. She's a big fan of Christmas movies. And the job itself is coming at a great time. It's really helpful, for sure. February is Winter Carnival, which is super busy. So it's just those November, December, January that is, like, toughest, I guess. Fielder takes the foil off of hot dishes, and the 20-person crew breaks for lunch. Photographer Adam Drakowski lives in Lake Placid and is the still photographer for the film. He got this job when he answered the casting call. I just wanted my kids to be in the movie, so I uh, signed them up as extras. Their photos were on his professional Instagram and website. The director, upon seeing that, just asked me to be the still photographer, and I figured that would be as good of a way as any to uh, get my kids on camera. (laughs) He says it's been fun working as a part of the big film crew. I've never been on a film set before. That was also one of the reasons why I took the job, um, because just for the experience. As they get ready to start filming the next scene, Kane calls everyone into the front hall. Hey guys, everybody in here, now. Wardrobe, hair, makeup, everybody come down. I wonder if something has gone wrong. And then Kane produces a tray of chocolate cupcakes. Guys, come in, just come in real quick. It's Joey's birthday. I have cake. We're going to sing. Everyone gets into position and waits for Kevin to lure Joe back inside. But Kane gets impatient. Joe? Kevin? What are you guys doing? What? Come here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. The 
crew and cast start passing around the cupcakes. I slip away into the snow. Amy Feierisel, North Country Public Radio, Lake Placid. Listening to Northern Light right here on North Country Public Radio. I'm Monica Sandresky. It's about 20 after 8. Good morning. So glad you could join us. Coming up in just a minute on the show, we're going to get a preview of the North Country Jazz Project's uh, performance in North Creek tonight. Then after that, it's a bird note coming up after the show at 842. But uh, first, we got to take a look at the weather. It, it's uh, 40 degrees in Governor right now, 38 in Malone, 39 degrees in Newcomb, and scattered showers most everywhere today with highs in the mid-40s expected. Overnight tonight, rain is expected to continue, not falling below freezing, staying uh, pretty mild in the upper 30s this evening. And uh, tomorrow, highs between 40 and the mid-40s throughout the region, depending on where you are. And on Saturday, there's a chance of snow in the northern Adirondacks, but elsewhere also a chance of rain or cloudy skies with highs um, expected to be in um, in the mid to lower 30s for much of the region. On Sunday, mostly cloudy with highs in the lower 20s or upper 20s and on Monday, highs in the 20s um, for much of the region. If you've got family in town this week and looking to swing in the new year, head over to the Tannery Pond Community Center tonight in North Creek. Al Tolomeo is with the North Country Jazz Project and says you will jump and jive at this evening's concert. Oh, well, I'll tell you, you know, we've been around for about six years. And, you know, it's a big band. It's 18 to 20. It depends on who we put in there and the, and the extra things that we go through. But they're all been teachers. They're either Working teachers now, or um, or they're retired. I got one one uh, classical musician who plays trombone. I never, I didn't even realize it. And he likes, you know, he likes to read and he likes to play jazz. But he's he's been a professional classical musician all his life. And I meet a whole bunch of different people, and they're, I, I'm really having a good time with this thing. And uh, now we're finally getting paid for it. <laughs> oh, that's great! I'm glad you're getting paid for it too. Finally, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you said that everybody in the group is a teacher, either currently or retired? Basically, yeah. Music, yeah. music, music teacher. Directors. directors uh, some college, some high school. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see. Uh, Max Garrett is uh, North Creek. And he he, uh, he taken over that position from uh, Frank Conti. Frank Conti was up there for years, and Max Max is doing that. There's a, there's a couple other ones. There's uh, uh, one from Albany. Uh, U Albany, I think there's a there's a music teacher from U Albany, one of them, Milt Lee. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to the upcoming show. Um, what kind of music are you going to be playing? Will it ring in the oh, new year? Um, it's it's like a pre New Year's thing, but we do. Let's see, we do swing, bebop, fusion, Latin, funk, Motown, and we're doing we're doing things like uh, like Alicia. Well, we do a we're the Lord Hyde, that's a Chuck Van Jones thing. 
We got Colleen Pratt out of uh, Albany. She's going to do f- about four vocals. She's a great singer. And I, I, we just used her for uh, uh, Christmas at the uh, Park Theater. And she was so well, we decided we're going to put her in Tannery Pond, too. We do Tower of Power. And then we do Glenn Miller. We'll do Sing, 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 too. So we, we do The Root. And, it, and the thing about this band is that anybody that has an idea of what they want to do, they bring it in. And most of these guys, because they are music teachers, they have all the arrangements. Oh, that's great. That's great. How long have you been a drummer for? Oh, uh, let's see. I'm 78 years old. It's about 70 years. Wow. <laughs> so, I had my own restaurant for five years. Uh, we would do jazz Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, myself and an organ player. And then we'd put shows on for the rest of the week. I had another partner who played vibes and trumpet. And we just changed the musicians and changed the name of the bands. And everybody thought there were new bands coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the for the upcoming show, is there a piece that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, the whole concert. <laughs> we've done uh, some Glenn Miller things. We've done In the Mood, stuff like that. But then there's some tunes that probably you never heard. Like there's a, a tune that I like, Flew the Coop. And it's it's a good, funky tune. It's it's it's, it's something that people say, I don't know what the tune is, but I really like it. That kind of thing. I mean, it's really spread out so like, if you don't like the tune, just wait. You'll hear the next tune. You might like that one better. I always tell everybody, you know, tell everybody about the band. Tell all your friends about the band. And if you don't like what's, what you hear, tell your enemies. <laughs> that was Al Tolomeo with the North Country Jazz Project. They're performing tonight at the Tannery Pond Community Center at 730. And we do have a song to get you in the mood. They love to play it. It's Sing, Sing, Sing by Benny Goodman.
is Sing, Sing, Sing by Benny Goodman. A little bit of a preview of tonight's uh, jazz concert at the Tannery Pond Community Center in North Creek from the North Country Jazz Project. The show starts at 7.30 this evening and is a bit of a preview of uh, a little ringing in the new year, a little bit ahead of time. There are plenty of New Year's Eve parties throughout the region if you're so inclined, much like myself, uh, including at the Monopole in Plattsburgh, Ursa Minor, and the Major Keys will be ringing in the new year. They're going on at uh, 10 o'clock in Plattsburgh uh, until about 3 in the morning. Also, you can head to the Waterhole in Saranac Lake. The Mallet Brothers Band and the Detroni Brothers will be doing a New Year's Eve bash at the Waterhole Music Lounge that is in Saranac Lake. As you can hear, that music means that it is the end of the show. Morning Edition continues in just a couple of minutes. And uh, we'll uh, uh, have a story coming up in about 15 minutes on an eight-month war for control of Sudan has devastated much of the country. More than six million people have been displaced and medical services wiped out in many areas. We'll hear uh, sort of a year-ender about um, the war in Sudan. That's coming up in 15 minutes right here on NCPR. You can keep up with the station throughout the day at our website, ncpr.org, or, of course, follow the station on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Monica Sandreski. Have a good one.